you know, his he's got a really nice combination in my mind of uh, he sees it, he, he can kind of get the run in the right spots, uh, and then, uh, you know, even last week didn't have a, a lot of opportunity, but both plays where he touched the ball um, either, you know, broke a tackle and, and, and added some hidden yards on the play uh, or found a nice little spot there on the run, and, and we just got to make sure across the board, all ball carriers, receivers, uh, running backs, tight ends, uh, ball security is a premium. We'll see if the rock stars come out tonight as a uh, great listening to, to PA. I don't, you know, this is a regular season game tonight, but boy, does it just feel like a big, yeah. All the Tostito just feels like he's always, you already feel it's noon right now. And welcome to a Monday edition. Jack Michael showed Derek Hansen. We uh, good, bad, ugly, and great from the weekend. Certainly got a few uh, on my uh, dockets, and I imagine you do too. Oh, I, I got ugly. <laughs> That's an easy one. Uh, an ugly that came in a win. Is that where you're going to go on? Oh, that? yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. That's got up. But <laughs> the, uh, but it feels big and it is big and it should be big. I've got another question, too, on top of everything else we do today. I'm going to throw this out. In the sport of football, and Derek and I touched on this when Warroad played at Barnesville. And I'm not saying onside kick stuff here, but that's what Warroad did because they're trying to, how do we gain an advantage? If you win the coin toss, when should you, at that particular game that you win a particular coin toss, take the ball first, and for what reason, based on uh, the mood, the setting, the venue, uh, your standings, whatever that comes after that, uh, why should you and when should you, do you believe, get the ball first? I ask that, Derek, because of many different reasons why. I was at a game this weekend, and for a very rare time, uh, when you see a team win a toss, you defer because why? Why you get that? I mean, you can get a last possession of the first and a first possession of the last. It's a possession uh, reason why you do that. And if you win the toss and and uh, and 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 kick, meaning you get the ball to start the second half, and and you defend well early, it really really bodes well for you. So I'm at Cedar Falls this past weekend, and uh, Northern Iowa won the toss. And I even got kind of, you know, I'm normally when I'm setting up the game, that final segment before green means go and the ball is in the air. I went, so North Dakota back, uh, going to get the ball first. So let's, and I looked out and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Northern, <laughs> Northern Iowa, I didn't see what the, because our mic ref went out. I went, oh, they're going to take the, Farley's going to take the ball. Interesting. Yeah. And, and it's homecoming and uh, and they take the ball. And normally I would tell you, and, and Northern Iowa went three and out. You and he stopped him three and out. Now... Yeah, that little leverage and deciding to take the the ball, uh, you know, first. I won't say backfired, but they went three and out. So this really bodes well for the visiting team now. And North Dakota goes down the field, and then of course the fumble, and then things got a little sideways and off the rail. And now the turnover because you lost the turnover battle, and you didn't, you know, you didn't get it done. You lost. You got shut out. But I'm going back to when you take the ball first. In, in reference to what if the Vikings? Win the toss tonight against the San Francisco 49ers. Would you, if they took the ball first and drove down the field and even sustained maybe a drive against that vaunted defense of San Francisco and scored Derek, would that be even better than uh, 
you know, you know, you know, winning the toss, deferring, get the ball in the second half. But by then, you might be at this point. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so I'll throw that question out to you. Now, now, Warroad uh, uh, didn't maybe didn't win that toss, but they tried an onside kick in Spartanville that didn't work. UND didn't win the toss. They uh, they got the ball in the second half, got a stop, but fumbled the ball off also in their first drive, and that kind of turned everything around. So I get it. There are factors here, Derek, that are in play afterwards. Yeah, but I would envision what if you did take the ball first and got down the field and scored? Would that I think set U.S. Bank you know on fire? I, I think with this team, the way it's constructed and the slow starts that the offense has gotten off to this year, I would defer. Not, not I think a good plan it, I think for that. so much of what you're doing is you, it kind of depends upon the team you have. And that's why I said due to your personnel, the venue, where you're yeah, at. Because there's a few years right? ago where the defense is a little bit weaker, and Joel Heitkamp and I would talk about this quite a bit. If I was the Vikings, I would take the ball first under a Kirk Cousins regime. I want to say it was like 19, 2019. I think mm-hmm. we talked about that a lot. Just because the defense was on the heels all the time, and they just didn't seem like they they were the slow starters, right? So, and at the time, the offense was the faster starter, right? In yeah. 2008, because they had, had the personnel. Yeah, yeah, and Diggs could, and yeah. Thielen, and, you know, I think Kyle Rudolph might have still yeah. been around. Yeah. I mean, so you still had. You had a running game a r- little bit. Right. Yeah, Delvin yeah, Cook, Delvin obviously. Cook. So yeah. you're still, you, you your strength was in your offense, and they would get off to a pretty fast start, no matter who the offensive coordinator was. With this team. The defense has played well enough for them to win every game, in my opinion. Okay. Even against the Eagles, they got run over a little bit, but they still – you know, The turnovers cost them, and they had chances to win that game. But it, where this offense has just been sputtering, they don't have Justin Jefferson. So tonight I would defer for sure, take my chances that Brock Purdy is going to get off to a slow start in a hostile environment. You know, so a no-brainer tonight. For me. But you do agree that there are times where maybe 100%. take the ball. Right? What, what, are the, what are the conditions? Because you might want. I think your answer is perfect. By the way, I, I think that's that spot on tonight. I think you look like, at you know the game I was referencing before at Kinnick where it was really windy. You may want to start off with the ball, but then decide where what end zone you want in the second half because they're going to take the ball to start the second half. No. But then you decide which goal you, you want to defend, defend the third quarter, so you know in the fourth quarter you'll have that wind. No. I mean, so I think there are situations. It just it, it's kind of like going for two sometimes. Some coaches don't like to go for two too early. But, you know, in a game, if it would have come up on Saturday where the offenses were absolutely putrid and set the game of college football back 75 years with the Hawkeyes and Gophers, I'm going for two if, if you need to in the second quarter because you don't know if you're going to score again. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of how it goes in certain games. The other uh, the other uh, thing I had in mind today, just, just being a fan of football and, and watching football, I, I the, the tush, push, yeah. you know, so that that's legal now. You can just rugby yourself right into an end zone. Really, you can carry him right off the field like Forrest Gump. You could probably run through. You can just everybody can can push and and carry and and here we go. Is that legal in twenty twenty four? Do you think? I uh, wonder. I doubt it. <laughs> I know this much. She has changed the game for. She has been a, that 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 with the Philadelphia Eagles as if this team needed even more. Kudos to the Eagles. Yeah. And and I wouldn't I don't say that much as a cowboy fan. <laughs> as a cowboy fan, but it's kind of like Fonzie saying I'm sorry I'm or sorry, I was wrong. I can't, wrong. I can't come out of my mouth. But coulda wrong because here's the deal: you can't stop it. You yep. can't stop it. You can't. You just can't. I don't know how many yards, but I know one. You can't. Probably yeah. one and a half. You can't, and maybe even two. You can't. I I don't know, but I know that you can't stop it. It is. 
How do you stop it? I'd love every defensive coordinator from here to Oxnard to call in today and tell me what you do. Do you have to dig underneath the turf? Well, pretty much. To get underneath that line? You can't stop it, Derek. Yeah, you, you'll need a, you know some type of big nose guard that... Like two Jerry Balls? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that type of thing where they're going to stop underneath, but then if he can go over and... Who knows? Maybe a fumble will pop it out. So they're a little bit more, but it's, it's an absurd play that they just you can't. I mean, it's good to know if you're an Eagles fan. I mean, you're like, hey, we, yeah. hey, short, short yardage, we're we're good to go. That's it. If you're Philadelphia, you get you get fourth and one. They almost punted last night, and then went, wait, where's the spot? Yeah. Okay, let's go win the game, and it, it's incredible uh, that that stands out for the weekend. Kind of like Kel Sanderson. Uh, you know, wrestling. He knew the ankle pick was coming, but you couldn't stop it. He'd right. still take you down. You so know, <laughs> you're going to be in a position uh-huh. to maybe try to try to shed him and and, and keep. But eventually, eventually he's going to find your ankle, your ankle and, and, and you're going to go, go two point two point take down. Yep. And then he'll give That's you. The way up. It was. Then you, then he'll let you up for one point of that, the, <laughs> and then he'll take you down. <laughs> yeah. well, let you up and take or you down. Or he would cradle you, and you didn't have a chance. <laughs> or you'd be pinned. Uh, we're coming from our Gunnerson Jeweler Studio. Gunnerson's uptown in Maine, in West Fargo. A text club at three five two seven zero thirty five two seventy gets you into the text club. A two way street on that. I didn't. Where did I leave my pick four in here from? Uh, did I do that? Last? Yeah, it's still kind of incomplete though, right? I mean, because we don't. It is. Because the, the last tonight one is the, a big one, yeah. Yeah, what I say, a half, over under one half mm. number of turnovers for the Vikings. You had over, I think. Well, in the NFC North too, right? That's part of it too. And then so, the NFC yeah. North, I think you had one win. Yeah. And guess what? It was the Bears. The Bears win. The Packers lose. The Lions get. I, you know, it's football. It's, Did you hear the analysts say it was one of the shows? I can't remember what I was listening to. It might have been right here in the fan with ESPN Radio. They were talking about how Tyson Badgett said, hey, listen, I got the playbook down. Don't hold back if I get in the game against the Vikings, that he said that. How about that? And you know what? He looked good against the Vikings for a little bit until he threw that bad interception. Right. But, he, but he moved. He had a couple plays there that he was moving the he ball. He was moving the ball. Yeah. Then that's an understatement. I mean, the ground game was helping him too. Uh, don't get me wrong. But, man, I tell you, that's uh, something to watch. So you are possibly looking at a couple of quarterbacks I mean, all the talk about Caleb Williams, and he, had, you know, the USC had a tough, William, you know, game on Saturday, oh. and Penix out of Washington, and we can go down the line. May yeah. who lost yeah. a game oh, at Nicks home against all, that. Yeah, all these things, and here you got a guy who's a Harlan Hill winner from a college I've never heard of before, <laughs> Shepherd College, right? And then you have, you know, Brock Purdy who's going to be playing tonight, Mr. Mr. Irrelevant. I don't know. Maybe we're we're doing this wrong. I'm not sure. I mean, and, 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 <laughs> and, and certainly not to go away from from recent high picks. That, that you're right. And, and I'm a Trey Lance fan and all that. And certainly the injury didn't help for Trey. You know, third taken overall. You know, what I feel for Trey is the poor man has never had really the ability to get much traction. No. In the National Football League, so we we're, I think that story's yet to be. Uh, written, but obviously years will continue to go by. Well, it's a frustrating thing around here because I really wanted Carson and Trey to work out. And you know, I right. I like the Bison. I'm I don't I have NDSU gear in my closet. I got UND stuff. I, I mean, I just I'm I'm a yeah. bitchy sticker. It's I like not the even about liking a college to me. I but, just like the young man. It's the story, yeah. right? I and mean, then I th- I thought it was a great story when Carson got drafted. High. Same thing with Trey Lance, and he was having an MVP. I mean, he yeah. was, everything was projecting the way he the way he went in the draft was projecting that way from a clipboard holder to a starter to on the move, and then yeah, right. This is everything a shame was that moving. these things haven't worked out. You know, I just I I feel 
I wish these two guys would have worked out. I really do. It's you just can't you can't put your finger on it because and and if you were the Bears and the talk about uh, Gronkowski was arguing with Howie Lawn yesterday about whether or not to you know put Justin Fields back in. There's no way, no way after that uh, game yesterday. Uh, I know the Raiders aren't that good, but you let this guy try to be the next Tom Brady if you can. You uh, sorry, Drew Bledsoe. I mean, I'm serious. Uh, 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 Google the the name Wally Pip. Yes. I mean, I know the old adage is if you get injured, you don't lose your starting spot. I'm sorry. Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady ended that discussion. They, uh, they certainly <laughs> did those two, uh, two areas. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I feel that uh, that the draft is always a little bit of a, a crapshoot anyway with all the, the homework you can do, but do you really know? So, yeah, to your point, and Caleb, to all these superstars and the draft is all about that, that QB I'm not so sure the money isn't probably in your best offensive and defensive lineman well, and your right. rush guy, your guarantee guys that are gonna they're gonna be edge rushers or corners, you know, or guys that can, that can defend a little bit and 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 flip the field around. So I, there's a lot of good, bad, ugly, and great over the weekend. Uh, speaking of North Dakota State, they uh, did what I think many thought was going to happen. I was doing the check on that. They ran for a gazillion yards, scored a million points, and. You know, 52, and that's the bounce back you need against Western. That's got to continue now against Murray State coming up this Saturday. For North Dakota, you know, and, and people, everybody I bumped into since Saturday are like, let down, huh? Big let down, huh? And I'm like. They did play at Northern Iowa, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I said, I don't know if it's a let I think down. the fact they that they got blank, blanked is that, tough, that's right? That's the yeah. thing. I said, hey, I don't. Uh, I, I, they, uh, I mean, they got to stop right out of the gate and then march down the field and then that fumble. And we talk about turnovers. It just, it, it, it these big events that happen, it sh- you like to say that it shouldn't kind of put you off a little bit of a shaky reel, but tell that to NDSU when the opposing team ran a kickoff for a touchdown a week prior. I think it does, it does jaw you. You get a little rope-a-doped early, and then if you don't do you stay off a rail a little bit that's until true. you can get on that track. I, I think, and that's what happened in North Dakota. They got everything was going great. Fumble, got off the track. Now you're down seven. You miss a field goal. You're down, you know, ten nothing. Now you're down seventeen. They get a home run, but all of a sudden you are you're off the track. And by the way, the uh, Northern Iowa. So they've had a number of backs that were either and or concussed or injured. So I wasn't sure. If uh, if uh, a kid named Day or Die, excuse me, was going to be in the backfield, Josh Jenkins, they have another running back there. Uh, Bay Bowie is another running back. So I'm prepping for all of these numbers: number five, number twenty-five, number twenty-six, number three. And all of a sudden, they get the ball in their first series, and I'm like, number forty's got it. Well, I know forty, but he's a linebacker. Oh wow! So I'm looking down in my, and I'm looking at Mike Burke. I'm like, and we're looking over at J.W. Cox, my buddy, just played by forever. I'm like, who's the 40? Is that really piece of And, yeah, he played. He did some fullback work at Kansas, transferred to Northern Iowa from an FBS school in Kansas for Jayhawks. And, uh, but he, he's been used as a linebacker, not a running back. <laughs> so here's this guy, Bill, like Mike Allstott's cousin. Oh, there you go. And boom, boom. And he's just boom and running. I'm like, well. Guess who has to prep for him next week? Because the next team in Northern Iowa plays because he was uh, what hundred buck eighty he ran for. Yeah, so welcome to that. By the way, the guy you don't plan it for. Like, it reminded me when I heard you call Hunter Lipke running all over them. A lot kind of Lipke, like same, yeah, t- same type of situation yep. the way you, you were describing it. So. Between tackles yep. and hard to get down, and so that that was the story 
there. Uh, uh, Tommy didn't have a good game, but uh, you know what? He didn't have much time either. There's a, there's a lot of pressure, so give it to. Well, it makes it interesting for that last game of the year too, right? Oh, I mean, as far as that's concerned, because I mean, that's what you're looking right now. If you're an NDSU fan, right? You're looking at holy cow. So we got South Dakota State, we got Northern Iowa on the road. This is you know those two games on the road for the green and gold. That's I'll, interesting. We'll bring this up around the corner. We'll break. Come back with Doc Phil. Latest stats: FCS top twenty-five pulled us out. No change at the top. South Dakota State. NDSU moves up to 12 from 14. North Dakota moves down to 15 from 11. Um, Northern Iowa jumps into the poll at 23. Youngstown State at 25. Southern Illinois is still in there at 11. They uh, gave SDSU all they could handle. And uh, South Dakota at number four. Count them, Derek. Unda, Twa, Kat, Sank, C, set seven. Seven Valley teams Amazing. in the top 25. Quick timeout. Doc Phil around the corner and more. It's a Monday round table. Jack Michael Show at 740. The fan. Doctor? 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 Me. What's up, guys? Barely even scratched our table surface, too. We even got to the Herkus Circus on uh, oh, Saturday no. doing them one more show. Hey, I got a question for we Doc. We three hours a day. Oh, man. I got a question for Doc. How do they get something you and I brought up on our sister station, KFGO, this morning? Because uh, I watched the movie 42 last night again. again and today is the anniversary uh, that the Dodgers signed Jackie Robinson signed at 1945. Signed Jackie Robinson. So I watched the movie 42 last night, and Doc Derek brought up a great. Uh, he pulled a Jack Michaels on me. It was fantastic. I'm still normally I'm like, hey, give me your top four, give me your Mount Rushmore, give me your. So Derek, uh, Derek, I said, so I watched 42 last night. There's like I got. I was like, you know, I was referencing 42. So if you were to go to Take Two Video or Blockbuster, are those still? Are they still? They're not open. I uh, no. Okay. So, Doc, if you are going to sit down with your family or your friends or yourself and uh, and watch four movies, but in the title of the title of the movie is 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 a number. Should we say is a number or has a number in it, Derek? I would say a number, just a number, just a number. What what four movies? With just a number, wow. would you watch? How about yeah? Derek pulled a jack. It was I was I'm, I'm just oh. not that I wouldn't oh. you wouldn't do that before Derek, but that was really a good question. <laughs> so I'm not a real big movie buff, so that would uh, take some time to well, me figure that out. Here, here, let me let. Here's what we came up with so far, right, Derek? We said 42, Jackie right. Robinson story, yep. 61, yep. Roger Maris in a movie 61, and then uh, then you said. Uh, the feel good movie seven, seven yeah. which is kind of cre- <laughs> not, cre- really, you know, not really good movie. Brad good. Pitt, Morgan Freeman, yeah, very seven. bothersome. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, I mean, Spacey played the part well. Oof. Um, and then then we figured ten, which was both Bo Derek. Derek. Yeah, <laughs> would be, I forgot about see, that. That's that's our force. If anybody want, can if anybody wants to suggest something to move off that Mount Rushmore, that's where we're standing on right now, Doc. Is those four so. Wow. 7, 10, 42, and 61. Those are the movies with the number title that we are going to. Uh, uh, what, was, what was the other one like? There was another, like 1941. Was Very well done. Yeah, it was about the John midway. Belushi. John Belushi, the, the midway. Yes. My, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I so, think, I don't know. We might be limited, though, Derek, so we may have to say it has a movie in the title just to expand the. the yeah. Or maybe not. I'll try to think. Yeah. Okay. 
Doc, uh, I mentioned the, the Herkus Circus. Uh, certainly, Minnesota on Friday night uh, kind of uh, deflated a little bit of the, 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 the excitement of the weekend. But leave it to those, uh, those upstart uh, Hawks that came back Saturday and all the pomp and circumstance with Tony returning one more shift and uh, kind of put their foot down a little bit there in the second. And, uh, and UND splits this weekend with Minnesota. So uh, I know it's got two top-ranked teams, one and five. Doesn't mean everything, Doc, but it means a lot. Yeah, you know, and it, it was a good, uh, it was a good series. It's early. Uh, Minnesota, I think, weathered the storm initially Friday. I thought North Dakota came out really strong in the first period, and then even the second period, and then Minnesota got a little bit of the better of them on the on the third period. But, but all in all, two really good teams, two pretty evenly matched teams. And I think North Dakota really kind of upped their game Saturday after Friday. Um, did some things that. Um, Different personnel did some different tactics that I think worked, and um, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun season, really fun season. The uh, message in here, Derek. I, did I say ten was a family movie? Probably not. A no, I, I was joking that oh. seven was a family movie. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, because family it's, was it's a... dark and creepy and yeah, we're getting icky some, and I'm getting a lot of good responses uh, uh, to that. So yeah, well that yeah that's. It, it it's the hockey. I think there's some general, there, and there should be Phil optimism and excitement and all of that because there's a lot of guys. I'm sure people are checking their their roster cards, uh, learning names, positions where they came from, and moving on. and And uh, th- there is that sense, and you're only just a handful of weekends into the se- uh, season. For goodness sakes. Yeah. No. I, and I think they're already starting to gel a little bit. You can see the lines. Um, the defense on Friday night just they, they weren't playing off each other very well and they, they allowed about five breakaways and fortunately they only scored on one of them, but now was lucky to boot as well. But but I think, you know, in, in, in typical fashion, especially in college hockey with the turnover that you get these days, um uh, I think that these next oh say month is gonna really be telling. Uh they've got Minnesota State this weekend. Then they go out to BU. You know, and BU is a tough club, so uh, there is no slouch on this uh, this pre-NCHC schedule at all for North Dakota, and I think that's good. That that'll tell them right where they are, where they need to get better to be in the upper level. And um, I think it it looks good. Things stay healthy and and things roll like they can. Um, I think they've got a a good chance of having a real successful season. I don't know what you're doing in the month of November, and indeed, kind of tiptoed into this before the break. But the Missouri Valley Football Conference, which I guess if you don't have a South Dakota in your title, you're you're in the kind of lumped into this logjam, and those two schools will play in Vermilion on a Saturday. South Dakota <laughs> State, say, yeah, South Dakota, South Dakota State. I bet you there's going to be some that that don't go pheasant hunting, so they can take that game, <laughs> and that's <laughs> that that is that that never you know that's uh, that never happens on that. Uh, but the the November is going to be a melee, uh, Doc. South Dakota State in the month of November has uh, not only the, the end of October, they have South Dakota, they've got North Dakota State, and then at Youngstown State, and Stambaugh, you know, you don't just trickle into there and, and do it, and they might, but that's not easy. That Those are two games they have in November. South Dakota not only has South Dakota State this week, and then November comes, well, then they're at Southern Illinois. Good luck with that in Carbondale. Yeah. And then they host North Dakota, which if Bubba – has those boys inspired at that time? That's that can't be easy. There's two big games. Southern Illinois 
who's who's in the upstandings. Uh, you know, they got Western this week, but then they've got South Dakota. Then they're in the Fargo Dome to take on North Dakota State. That, I'll tell you, Doc, I can go down each of these teams that are in that log jam that are fighting eventually probably for playoff spots and whatnot, and it is going to be a melee. I mean, November is going to be just an absolute rock'em, sock'em, robot. So whether you're at the, Lar- uh, the Laris or the Fargo Dome, wherever, that's I, I, th- well, I think I'm excited about this. Yeah, and unfortunately the didn't get the job done in UNI, and you kind of thought maybe that was going to happen. Big emotional win, and then UNI just gets blown out, so you know they were all ticked off, and so they came ready to play. And, you know, North Dakota started good. They just turned that over on that first drive. Who knows what would have happened if they just scored on the first drive. But, but you know, North Dakota had it all right in front of them. All they needed to do was really kind of beat UNI, and then they've got a pretty a – pretty, I don't want to say hard schedule, but a pretty easy one. They got Indiana State, Murray State, uh, Illinois State, and then they, they, you know, they got South Dakota in there. But by that time, maybe South Dakota's beat up a bit. But it's, you know, I think they still do have a chance to finish in that upper level and get into the playoffs. They've just got to win out, and that's all they need to do. Yeah, and I and I like the way you put it. That that law had they won, it, it could have afforded themselves. Yeah, a little more margin or a little more breathing room, right? Yep. You know, not not that they don't. Right. Um, I'm curious about the turf. What an indie, By the way, North Dakota State rushed for 425 yards on that carpet. So, Doc, I'm in the Unidome, which, you know, I think Chip and, and, and uh, Joanna Gaines should go in there for a little uh, remodeling. I, you know, it's got that old feel to it. It's, you know, it's a beautiful building, been around for a while. It's it, the noise all. And so I'm down on Friday night. We went to a setup, and I'm down with Luke Skokna, who's, as you know, running back, and and Luke is in the end zone. I said, Luke, take me, take me through a, like a, a kick returner's vision. So I'm in the end zone. I'm looking out. And I said, What do you do? What, what what are you looking for? Like a block downfield? He goes, No, I'm just going vertical stem. I'm just huh. I'm, I'm trying to go vertical stem, and then after you get through a few, then you're just reacting. You know, you're looking for this. You're you're trying to set up. Got you. So he's going through that. But as he was walking. I'm stepping on the, the turf at, at the Unidome in Cedar Falls. I'm like, what is this? And it's it's almost like that old throw stuff you'd put on your porch, you know. To, oh, really? Yeah, it's just very thin and almost kind of slick, and, and the, the the crevices in it look like they could sh- move, you know, kind of shift a little bit. You know, it's not what you see at the Fargo Dome. It's not... You know, it doesn't appear with the rubber pellets the in dock. Field turf. That, field, like, yeah. yeah. And, I, and Luke says, yeah, I don't, I don't know what, what cleats to kind of wear if I go with the... Um, yeah, I don't know, Doc. I, I, and then I realized later that, and this is how far I'm removed, Derek, from equipment. The original. I, they don't screw the cleats in anymore. That's all. That's that's like so... That's not a yeah, thing it's all anymore. pretty molded now, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's Well, I can tell you that I caught my first college pass from Lowell Schweiger in the Unidome in 1977. How about... Wow. That's how old it is. And I don't they have changed the turf since that time. <laughs> I, um, I think there was there was the original AstroTurf, then there was Turf 2, and then it just kept going on and on and on. I don't think they've changed it out from what I've heard. Um, they may have done it once, but it's, it's not good. It's it's like running on indoor outdoor carpet. Hi, this is an, and, and really, and what we found was the best shoe was a tennis shoe. 
And that's oh, what that's I looked good. down. See, that makes a good point because I looked down. A lot of guys were doing more of the, that high top really? stuff. That yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's unanswerable. Because the field turf is usually these guys have cleats, and it's interesting. Well, but it's much right. like the field turf that you have right now. And we've talked about this many times. It's just it's a lot of the kids I know don't mind it because they kind of know what they're going to get. Sometimes I think everyone wants to play a natural grass if they can, as long as it's good natural grass too. Well, right? It's, it's not. Concrete and mud and How all that. How many are Ben Derrick and Doc? How many like legitimate? What what has been the transition of turf? Well, I'd say from the seventies into the eighties and early nineties, it was just kind of that. What's the know, stuff like that cut pa- your leg open when you carpet. fell yeah. on it? Well, that's just astroturf, more or less, is what kind of the generic yeah. name of it. Yeah, it, it originally started with astroturf from the Houston Astrodome, and then it worked itself out. There was Turf 2, and then there was Turf Plus, and uh, I mean, I think you could go back and probably find out all the different names, but I think in general, there's probably been anywhere from 8 to 10 um, upgrades to up till now, you know, uh, and, and the whole thing is that with it now, they're trying to make it similar to natural grass, but they're not they're not close enough, uh, just with all the pellets and everything, so you have a little bit of a give, right. not so much friction. And, you know, I mean, the, the original stuff was, was awful. I mean, I remember that at NDSU when they first put that down. We thought, oh, this is great. But, you know, if you didn't have all of your, your skin surfaces covered, you were getting burns. And it was the burns that really were nasty because then they get infected and, yep. and you had all issues with that. So Yeah, I remember that when the kids would play just FM athletics in the old yeah, you know, And you'd hear that a lot with uh, the kids I knew that would get lucky enough to go down to the old – Prep bowl or even the semifinal games at the old Metrodome when they had that stuff. It's just that was the biggest thing. Everyone was wearing long sleeves, and then it gets hot in those buildings. And that's the same thing yep. in the Fargo Dome too. It's just because it, the Fargo Dome is strange. You talk to kids who play there; it's strangely hot. <laughs> you know, even when it's like it's just a Minnesota section finals, and you know, it's not a full house. It's really interesting how warm it can get. And so, yeah, there's a lot of that going on. And I don't, but I, I know one thing. My cousin who played for Augustana, he said, "Boy, I liked it a lot better than the old natural grass service at Howard Wood." <laughs> but right. granted, they had seventeen teams playing every lumps weekend. of like hair yeah. dirt that you you know, <laughs> like you just step on some gopher exactly. hole right on that. And and, and to Derek's point, Doc, and, and we'll move on here. But in, in relation to to slipping or planting and being twisted up, uh, I mean. I don't know what the best is. I mean, you're an orthopedic surgeon, so I'm sure you've dealt with a lot of different twists and high ankles and all that that we're after a football game. is it is, And we've talked about this before. There's no guarantee that they won't get twisted up on grass, uh, but maybe there's certain types of turf. I don't know, Doc. What do you, what is, what's been the st- – you're big into studies. I know you're good at your profession. I'm sure you've been at a conference or two studying that. All right, so the injury rate for artificial turf is higher than natural grass, but that's all comers. That's turf burns, that's sprains, you know, things that you kind of typically get. The problem you get into uh, when you start talking about different types of of surfaces is that that they all aren't the same. There's different. There's Bermuda grass. There's all the different types of grasses, and they're all in different types of the country. Um, depending on how the grass is taken care of, how well it's maintained, you know, is it like Howard Wood where you're just like basically running on concrete or is it actually cushioned? Does it give you traction? Um, there, there's so many variables, but they took all comers and looked at artificial turf and the grass and, and actually the injury was a little higher in artificial turf, but those were a little more of the minor injuries, but certainly there are, 
you know, they're, they're significant, especially if we get some pretty significant burns. Um, I think that the reality is, I think the NFL is now 50-50. 50% are turf, 50% are natural grass. Um, you know, the people that probably do it the best are Las Vegas and Arizona because they roll it in and they roll it out. It's manicured. It's really well taken care of. There's a big push in the professional sports to get rid of all artificial turf. I don't think that's realistic because you get into some of the northern climates, um, you know, you're going to want a little bit of some traction that you get with the artificial turf, whereas the frozen field. The only field that I know that thaws itself is Green Bay, and they've got an elaborate system underneath that, an elaborate drainage system that tries to at least give you some semblance of normal grass when it's 10 degrees. Um, but it's really expensive, you know, to do that. So, you know, I'm not sure. But, but the bottom line is, yes, the injury rate's a little higher on artificial surface than it is on the grass. Um, the reality is, you're not going to eliminate the injuries completely in football because of grass. Um, it, the the injury that happens most often is, is is the ACL, and that's a non-contact injury where you stop real quick. And your quadricep contracts so hard that it pulls your your leg out from underneath you and tears your ACL. I don't care what surface you're on, that's going to happen. Um, and the the one thing that guys are looking at, you know, is the surface, you know, inducing a little bit more of a concussion. Mm, probably not. You know, I mean, when you, when you look at it, is it any different than what it was, you know, 20 years ago? And it doesn't look as those statistics support that. But um, you know, all you need is just, you know, a few injuries on some of the elite players, and all of a sudden they start pointing fingers. But when you really critically look at it, the injury rates probably aren't all that significantly different between artificial surfaces and the natural grass. Dr. Phil uh, Johnson, orthopedic surgeon, our Monday roundtable on that. I remember when I was so excited as a basketball player, you know, in the varsity as a sophomore, and we're going to why not to play the Magi, and they played their games at the auditorium. I think, oh, yeah, that's got that tartan surface. Went in there and going, I wouldn't play on this. I wouldn't give this thing to a monkey on a rock, as David Letterman used to say. <laughs> it's like my knees are like, oh. And then after my first year, I'm like, I despise that tartan service. I used to think like tartan was going to be, oh, yeah. you know, even at the BSA, they had the, you know, our state tournament was there. Like, oh, good, we get on that 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 tartan. I'm like, ooh, my knees still probably are. are Rocking out from that. Uh, uh, so we move forward on this. Uh, Doc, I, where are we with Aaron Rodgers? Are you guys like me? Have you seen Aaron Rodgers accelerating in his comeback? You know, walking. He's like Wolverine, the X-Men, healing yeah. fast. It's like yeah. walking already without a boot, and he's out of this over there. So for those that don't know, he, uh, he had an Achilles, uh, ruptured Achilles tendon. And I think Doc out of the gate, people are saying, well, that's, that's, your, uh, that's, that's, that's a year. Uh, before he's all that, it's months before that. So when you see that doc, what what does that tell you? Like he's a, he's accelerated in his comeback, and he's out of his boot, and he's out of this. What do you think? Well, I mean, he he will get out of the boot eventually. Most of us would protect him for the first six weeks to allow the tendon to get a good a good initial healing phase that started. Um, maybe they. They put some more synthetic material in there to reinforce that so that they can maybe accelerate him a little bit. I think you got to be a little careful doing that. But but typically, um, I'll move them right away so that they get nutrition to that tendon, and, and, and that's how it works the best. And you put a small brace on the front so it limits them from bringing their foot all the way up. Um, you know, most people will put them in a boot, and, you know, and that's fine with an elevated heel and let them put some weight on it. 
But usually that's a good six-week period of time, and then working really hard on restoring all motion and all strength. The fact he's kind of moving it along, I don't know if that's with doctor's recommendation or against doctor's recommendation. Sometimes these elite athletes like to get their own medical degree and kind of move their body along at their own rate, and sometimes that doesn't work so well. But, um, you know, I think that at this point, you know, he seems to be doing pretty well. I mean, obviously, if, if something was going wrong, we would hear about it. Um, uh, we'll, we'll see how it, how it works. But, I mean, uh, if he's pretty careful, he probably is okay if they got a good tight repair. But it wouldn't be my preference. I would still kind of keep them a little limited for the first six weeks to allow that tendon to heal better and then start moving them pretty quick right after that. We'll let you go on this. If 10 years now, if you have a son or daughter – uh, that that's maybe eight now in 10 years or 18 or high school going into college, whatnot. And, uh, one tears her ACL and the other, uh, needs, you know, has a, has a rotator cuff injury or Tommy needs Tommy John on that. Do you think in 10 years, doc, that will reduce the recovery time because of various new forms of, of, of treatment or is 10 not, is that too, too short? Oh, Absolutely. We're getting into the stem cells where we're just going to grow a ligament. Mm, wow. We're going to grow it. And you're just going to grow it and then implant it and go through that healing process that hopefully would, you know, would be expedited a little bit because of that. I mean, that's where we're going with all this stem cell stuff. And, and a little word out there, don't be going to get stem cells because we don't know what they do at this point, honestly. Um, and you'll spend a lot of money for being just a, a lab rat. But where we're going is, the, yeah, eventually we're going to grow cartilage, we're going to grow organs, we're going to grow ligaments, we're going to grow bone with, with stem cell uh, bioengineering. I mean, that, that's what we're all excited about. And it's happening in the lab now. Um, so eventually, you know, if we can get tissue that's equally strong uh, as the original, you know, tissue, then we can probably accelerate the rehab a little bit as long as principles are followed where you don't overstress it and allow it to uh, to heal properly. Hmm. Okay, just a, just a quick review here. There's eight different types of turf that's readily available from one company okay. <clears throat> today. And who knows how many, and I can't remember how many different ones were before that, but I'll bet you that there was probably 20 to 30 different types of artificial surfaces that started once with the AstroTurf. Wow. Uh, with the, so, yeah, it's ever-evolving. Interesting. Here's my one on the door out for a doc. Uh, I just got this email in. Uh, tonight, you know, you know the Phillies uh, can win the National League pennant and advance to world, uh, the World Series. Cam Soda, which is, by the way, an adult entertainment company, this uh, is, is uh, you can check this, is sending a truck filled with 28 55-gallon drums containing like a, like a grease... Lou, that's 1,540 gallons, to be exact, enough to fill three hot tubs to protect Phillies fans from themselves when they potentially take to the streets to celebrate the Phillies' victory tonight. <laughs> Each drum will be 12, filled with like 75%, like a, like a lubricant. That, 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 but that's the real deal in Philadelphia. Remember that was an oh, they tried they jump on the poles there in, in Philadelphia. And they could injure themselves. So this company is sending over 1,500 gallons of basically grease uh, to lube up the poles, the utility poles. Uh, and so they've been doing that since, I guess, 2009 or eight, And, and uh, the Eagles' victory in 18, 
uh, t- fans were tearing down traffic signals, climbing light poles. So that's uh, you know what. You haven't won anything yet until yeah. Oh, I thought World Series. <laughs> I mean, you haven't won anything. Yet, yeah, so just just cool it. Yeah. Well, they're trying to be uh, proactive. All morning long, I looked at the monitors, and we got a war in the Middle East. And then in Philadelphia, we have to worry about greasing up the light pole. That came from the Cam Soda Communications Director, (laughs) by the way. I don't know why. I don't know how he got this address. (laughs) I guess it's a company wide deal. It goes out all the AP. Oh, man, alive. Good stuff. Doc, as always, thanks for the roundtable today and the info. As always, it's good stuff. We'll do it again next week. Thank you, Doc. All right, guys. Have a good week. You bet. Dr. Phil Johnson joining us, orthopedic surgeon. Yeah, that was a – I just I just see that headline. It's like, well, you put something on the newswire, and if you're a brand manager of sports Sad director – Sad state like, of affairs. Huh? Then I always say, would you like to have him on? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, we don't need to get him on for a guest. Because the story says – story is pretty much – that's the story. So good luck with all of that. Quick time out. We'll come back with more. We'll kind of set the stage. It is a busy week. We haven't even got into what happened in the prep football scene. Tomorrow, uh, quarterfinal round, a lot of section games going on around our region. We'll touch on that. North Dakota side of things, they have been set now through one round in nine man and A. 2A and 3A will get their quarterfinals on Friday. So we'll kind of set our stage and a whole lot more next. Vikings and Niners tonight. On our sister station, KFGO and 1019 Jack FM. More after this on 740 The Fan. For over 33 years, Dr. Philip Johnson at Orthopedic and Sport Medicine Specialists of Fargo has been providing professional, timely, and personal care to our region. Dragons and Cobbers also get wins over the weekend. Jack Strand, if somebody would have asked you, you know, who leads the NCAA? You know, and, and all these these passing yards and all this production, and you might go to you know, like, oh, uh, the guy from USC is that the guy? No, it's Division uh, Two player from uh, Minnesota State, Moorhead, Jack Strand. That uh, that that dude is having a a maybe he could be the next Tyson Badgett. It, there you go. That <laughs> nice call. <laughs> he is every time I look at a Dragons uh, box score or follow the team, you know, they, he's putting up you know three four hundred yards and four or five touchdowns and. They did it again. They won in uh, in Marshall at Southwest Minnesota State, and I get it. Southwest maybe not having the year they won, but thirty four seventeen, you still got to win them. And Jack Stram, uh, who set the single season uh, and all time completions record in school history, just continues to add to his numbers. He's the uh, the sophomore Derek, fastest player, seventeen games to five thousand career passing yards in school history. Just the fourth quarterback in school history to eclipse that mark. He is putting numbers up. And there have been some quarterbacks over there in Dragonville. <laughs> well, one used to work in this building, God rest his soul. Right? That's I mean, right. Yeah. And Ed Schultz. Uh, they have had some boys that could sling it. And uh, Jack Strand is just uh, off the charts having a year. Not just him, the whole team, but that's good. Another the, person, you know, Dennis Eastman, you know, he played a couple of years. I mean, that was a guy who put up some numbers. And yeah, yeah. Tony Deere, a friend of ours, off the lake. Another great call. Yeah. So, yeah that's... so take in the Dragons. Um, uh, and then the Coppers won. So good for the uh, Coppers got a win over McAllister. So good for the uh, Coppers. They packed a couple of wins together. They've got Augsburg, I think, next. So we'll see what that uh, that that happens. That on Division that. three is frustrating because you you get tripped up twice. You're just it, it doesn't it seem that way. Yeah, Remember, it, like there's the old, no room for error at all. It's like in college football, they'll be like you lose one game and all of a sudden yeah. you're you're on the outside looking in as far as uh, national championship. But yeah, you're right. Um, the uh, the high school scene, Derek, is yeah. about to get really fun. It's getting good. Kindred on this station over the weekend uh, got a win 
and and over Harvey Wells County, 49-6. Bob had that call on that one. And Derek, coming up this weekend between quarterfinals in Minnesota and then on to the subsequent semifinals on a Saturday. And that's one tough – that's one thing that's different between the two states, Minnesota and North Dakota. In Minnesota, you've got to – you got to almost prep for two, you know? You, in a week, yeah. Right? That's and they, a, many of them do if you feel like there's a, maybe a few four or five matchups that are pretty good. Otherwise, I mean, we'll do the scores tomorrow. And the, the, I think this is a, a debate we should have tomorrow right. and Wednesday. Okay. Or I mean, should Wednesday. What what debate? Does everyone need to get in the playoffs in my state? Because there's going to be some scores that are going to tell you no. Yeah. And I, I just don't think you should. I mean, I didn't make play, the playoffs my junior and senior year. I'm a well-adjusted adult. I'm fine. <laughs> you seem to be fine. I went okay. I, I, okay. I didn't even need a participation yeah. trophy, Jack. You didn't and, have to have that ribbon. And I just don't think some of the games, especially some of these one versus eights, twos versus sevens, are going to be really, really ugly. Like like 55 rip? I think that would be safe to say. That's why sometimes you see a 2 nothing because hmm. some teams just say, yeah, you know, we were there just last week, and we lost fifty-eight to nothing. So we're not going to do this, which is, a, I think, for some coaches, a message they want to send the kids. But I think some of the kids get it, right? It, we'll bring it up. Uh, that's a yeah. good talker. Uh, we'll bring that baby up uh, tomorrow. Nine man, uh, uh, section eight, section six, section four will be following uh, those. Uh, the action uh, tomorrow night in A, you know, four A, six A, eight A. You know, got some local teams. Uh, in that, we're following uh, Breckenridge is a two seed of that six A uh, uh, playoffs. Two A, you know, when you look at section six two A and that, well, that's an interesting one A, too because A. here's what's interesting about six double A for Minnesota is that they will face each other in Alexandria, eight double A and six double A for the quarterfinals of state. Hmm. So well, Sakus is the one. Yep, in six uh, double A. And then they will face the winner of Warren Alvarado, Oslo, and Monaga, the four or five, and then Pillagers, the two Staples, Motley, the three. Uh, your Trojans are the one seed there in AAA. They, they've got Crookston. I'm looking at that one, Frazee and Warroad, Holly and Park Rapids, uh, Park the uh, the three, Holly the That's six. That's going to be an interesting game. Yeah, I look at that one. You know, Pelican and uh, and Rotsay, the two. The favorites, seven, so. favorites most definitely are Pelican and Barnes, obviously, in that section. I mean, that's. Eight. Uh, I'd be shocked if they don't face each other in the sec- Fargo Dome. Section 8, 3A. No, know, this is, is, is it DGF's to lose, or yes. is Perm going to make some noise? Or it's and I've seen DGF. And they know. took care of Perm pretty early in the season, but you know, does, is, I've seen that happen before where that can, that script can flip pretty quickly. Ryan uh, Gasowski and the boys of East Grand got the – yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of I'm, I'm diving into all of it, Derek, yeah. head first. I'm really – uh, the well, Kindred looked good on did Saturday. They, yeah, they just, just you know, listen to Bob Roars call that game uh, here on the fan. That's a they're going to be a tough team to contend with. You know, you got a kid who's going to go play, and someday we'll play in Kinnick Stadium with a. Uh, yeah. Mentioned Tony yeah. Deere, his nephew, <laughs> Sunrum. So right. I mean, that's pretty. Right, his son, boy, just a yeah, a, a, a big guy with with a lot of talent. Spuds in action tomorrow against Sartell. Seven o'clock. That'll kick off. Uh, that's a, that's the section eight five a. So uh, they're just we just touched a little bit of the surface. I like your talker though. So we'll look into that. And then, then we didn't do much good, bad, and ugly. Can we keep going? I mean, I, it's a, we didn't do a lot of good. No, bad, we got so busy with everything. We, well, we because we did the movies with just a uh, number titles. So we got did a we bit get of anybody that. coming in with that? Well, we forgot one. It's pretty obvious that you We're, know three hundred. Oh, that's oh, a pretty wait. good one. I think that was just messages of me from Roberto Lopez. 
Uh, 13 you, is Robbie. a movie with... Uh, oh. I, I've never really seen it, though. Um, 19, now, 1776. It's an old movie about the, you know, obviously the birth of this country. This is kind of one that... What else there's we, two that we missed. What, like blatantly, did we, did we, should we have known it? Well, it, but do you count this? Because these are two, they're numbers, but they're also years. So well, 1984, the make of George Orwell's novel. Yeah, it's a number. Yeah, right? Yeah. And then 2001, Stanley Kubrick's, you know, it's a space odyssey is on it, but when you but think 2001 of it, is 2010, the... you make contact. So I don't know if that counts or not, because there is if a- If we allow yeah. words, but numbers got to be in the title. Then there's a whole bunch of That could of open them. up a yeah, whole- right. Yeah, sixteen candles is my favorite movie ever. And then so. is the word written? Oh, it's a great. So, I mean, that's then an is easy the word one, written yeah. out like Force Ten from Navarone. Well, and that's you know, why and the, some of the lists I've seen. You know, I looked up. I was looking at some of them. They they didn't include seven because the actual title says S E V E N, but but the V is a back is like a backwards. Correct. Yeah. So I love the question. I can't wait to uh, that. That's uh, if we use it all. Well, then. and then store it, and on one, you know. Hot summer night in Gary, Indiana. <laughs> we when 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 there's when we're maybe rained out, and I go on your show <laughs> yeah, on the couch potato. Exactly. We can bring that up and kill forty five minutes. Yeah. Well, and what you done before? And so. give away a prize to like Century Seven Sounds or perfect. Cinema. Yeah, we could do that. Uh, Derek, our schedule and it, and it, it doesn't oh change. It's yeah. locked in, but there's obviously more added. So we've we've got some baseball coming up. Yeah, that's right. And obviously the fans going to be breaking away for a lot of Vikings coverage. Our Vikings coverage will be on our sister station, KFGO. So 6 o'clock is the pregame show there. you got sports coming up in the 5 o'clock hour there. And you have Bubba, you know, Bubba Schweigert, who's going to be, you know, I'm sure, licking his wounds a little bit. But I'm curious what he has to say. That's the beauty of that show, right? Because right. they know what they have in front of them now. And so 5.30 is the UND quarterback coaches show with Jack and uh, Bubba Schweigert. 6 o'clock the pregame show for uh, uh, the Vikings, and then coming up at 3.30 because of all this, we are going to give you a lot of baseball. So if you're out there in the harvester, combine, tractor, whatever, yeah, we got baseball for you, and which has been a pretty good NL and ALCS, right? I mean, this has been good postseason baseball. So we'll have that uh, Phillies game at Str- Matt Strom and the Phillies against Diamondbacks tonight, and then following that's game, game seven, seven, baby, of the ALCS. Some and- of the greatest words ever used in sport. Game seven. Yeah, and I don't really have a dog in this fight, but, man, this has been fun. Speaking of fight, we had a little fun with that on Friday night. Holy cow. I mean, <sighs> did he really think that they're trying to hit him? They're only down 2 nothing. Like, they're going to want to hit him. Right, right, right. I like this. I don't know. I, I, I'm i pulling for Strom. I'm pulling for – there's no sure. question there. I'm pulling for Maddie. Uh, in Houston, Texas, I, you know, take your pick. It's, it's, it's game seven. Uh, so that's uh, that's coming up tonight. Remember, Wolves basketball starts this week. Wednesday, we got Wednesday. the opener in, right Bob. here on the fans. So, so, yeah, to wow. say, say we're busy. We're busy. Friday football, Saturday football. The roar has been restored. Bob will be in a field somewhere, Derek. Stick around. Common Man is coming up next. Good to have you with us uh, throughout the day right here on 740 The Fan, KNFL, 103.7, 107, what, Derek, Point three FM? Thank you. You got it. I almost got that, Dodge. <laughs> Where's the Kaja Gugu tapes? <laughs> the Minnesota Twins, Fargo Moorhead Redhawks, and the University of North Dakota Fighting Hawks play on KNFL Fargo and 107.3 K297BW Fargo Moorhead.